When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Brightbox, which is the company that's sponsoring the My 3 and 30 birthday celebration. This is a small business that was founded by a mama of two littles, and she actually has another baby due any day. And I love the idea for this company so much that I actually reached out to her and asked her to partner and was so excited when she said yes. So Brightbox is the easy, affordable way to send happy mail to the people that you love. You've heard me talk on the podcast before about how important it is to me personally to follow up with the people in my life who I know are having a hard time or who have some some exciting news that they share with me or it's their birthday. I really want to acknowledge and remember them. And so I've often put together a little care package or mailed a CD of my favorite peaceful songs or something like that to just encourage them and let them know that I really heard them. But that gets expensive when you have to put together care packages. It gets time consuming to have to go to the store and then take your kids to the post office. And so I found that I'm not putting together these little care packages as much as I used to anymore. And that's why I was so excited when I found Brightbox, because now when somebody enters my mind that I would like to send a little something to, I don't have to go to the store and I don't have to go to the post office. I just get on my computer and go to the Brightbox website. And with a few clicks, A little happy package is on its way to them. It's super affordable, between $5 and $15 to send a little ray of sunshine to someone that you love. So I hope that you will go to the Brightbox website, which is brightboxes.shop, and check out what they have there. And you can use the code 3in30 for 10% off at checkout. Now remember, you can also win a free Brightbox from me if you participate in the My 3 and 30 birthday challenge. So if you want more information about that, visit my website. I can't wait to send you some happy mail. And now let me introduce you to this week's topic, which is perhaps a little less uplifting than Brightbox, but super important. And it is episode 54, What If I'm Jealous? Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. I've been doing a bit of a series to celebrate the first birthday of the podcast and what it takes to pursue something scary and go after a dream. And I have been framing this in the context of trying to build something like a business or a podcast, but it's also really important to me that you all see that these lessons apply to every mother and person, whether you're pursuing like a career type dream or not, because we are all pursuing a dream, right? The dream to build families and raise good children and be the best mothers we can be. And everything that I've learned from building my podcast has had 
big repercussions for the rest of my life. And I hope you've been able to see these lessons play out in your own unique life circumstances as well. And so two weeks ago, I shared three ways I've changed as a result of following my dream to start this podcast. And then last week, I, I had musician Brooke White, and she and I talked about how to show up in the world with confidence, even when you don't have confidence. And today is the last and final installment in this sort of series, and it is about jealousy. So jealousy is an emotion that can come up when you're taking risks, working really hard at something, or dreaming big. And it's a 100% natural human emotion. And I would even say that probably every single person has felt it on some occasion or to some degree. All of us at times feel jealous. I have felt jealousy many times. And in fact, the guest that I have on the show today is someone who I have felt jealous of in the past. <laughs> so she's my great friend and kindred spirit, my mentor and my colleague. But yes, I've been jealous of her, which we're going to talk more about in the episode. So please welcome a fellow podcaster, one of my favorite people from the show about progress, Monica Packer. Hi, Monica. Thanks, Rachel. That that really was an awesome introduction. And I think we can just put another elephant in the room. And I have been jealous of you too. I know. There you go. So, and that's kind of it's all out how, how this came to be is mm-hmm. over time, as we've gotten closer as friends and colleagues, and we've talked through a lot of the ups and downs of starting these podcasts and pursuing these dreams, we've sort of sheepishly admitted to one another, yeah, I've been jealous of you at times. And and yeah. we're like, we need to record an episode about jealousy and what we do with it when we feel it. I know. When you said that all of us have probably felt it at some point, I'm like, I'm a real expert on this topic because I feel it daily. <laughs> it is something that I know very, very well. But my experience with it is that jealousy masks itself as so many emotions. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to name it as jealousy because we know that's a bad thing to be feeling. And we don't want to to admit that it's jealousy. But what we really are feeling is jealousy. It just comes out in other emotions. And I'm sure we'll chat about that. But it's come across for me and my podcast. Yes. And even with with um, you, you know, but it's also come with dear friends and family members and neighbors and in in motherhood and outside motherhood. It's been all over the map for me. Yeah. And something that you and I have talked about that I think is kind of a unique, I don't know if very many people would necessarily pin it on jealousy, but you and I both have really kind of intense children and yeah. um, I've been jealous of other people's kids sometimes when- totally. I see how their kids behave and it's not that I would trade my kids. I wouldn't, but I'm like, why is this bothering me so much? I'm like, oh, it's because I'm jealous that, Mm -hmm. you know, that their kids are more mild tempered or whatever it might be. I definitely felt that when Noah was a baby and he was really colicky and I would look around and see other moms like snuggling their sleeping babies and yeah. I, I was I was jealous because I never had that experience with a newborn baby until Sally came along and she was really easy. But mm-hmm. with Noah, every day was a challenge and I did feel jealousy. 
Yeah. No, I'm glad that you're able to highlight that because I think it does come across with motherhood so much. But what I think would be helpful, maybe we can talk about what it can really look like, what it masks itself as. Like for me, how I tend to feel jealous first off is a lot of self-doubt. Like Mm. I just immediately start hating myself, (laughs) which is a terrible natural tendency. But that's how it comes across for me the most is just immediately doubting myself and my position and what I'm doing as a mom or not a mom or as a wife, um, as a runner, like anything there. I immediately just doubt myself. Another way I think it can come across is uh, judging. You brought this one up. Maybe you can share about that. Oh, yeah. I think that sometimes when we judge other people, it's because we are jealous. And so but we don't realize that and we don't say that. Mm-hmm. But like we'll we'll notice somebody who's on a nice vacation with their husband in a fancy place and we'll be like, well, I would never leave my kids for that long. Like, that's so bad that they did that. Like, that's kind of how we justify it to ourselves when really inside we're feeling a little twinge of jealousy because we don't have the ability or the means to go take that trip. Our our kids are more intense or have a medical need that keeps us from taking that trip. And so it's our inclination to pass judgment and say, well, even if I could, I wouldn't because I'm I'm a better mother than that person. Um, So it definitely comes out in all sorts of different ways, and we all feel it. Yeah. I mean, it can just be anger. It can just be you comparing yourself. It could be you feeling judged. There are a whole host of emotions here, but being able to really recognize what the real problem is here um, enables you to actually do something about it. Right, which is such a great transition and lead in. To, you're going to give us three takeaways today on what to do when we're jealous, how we can use that feeling to improve ourselves. So let's start with your first takeaway. Well, for each one of these takeaways, I'll just say a phrase that I think is helpful. I like phrases. And then I'll just share a short question you can ask yourself to help you figure out what's really going on with you. Um, my first takeaway is to look inward. And you can do that by asking yourself, what am I feeling and why? So you have to just think about what is really going on here? What really is going on with you? And they're like, what are the emotions I am feeling? So I said for me, it's self-doubt a lot or insecurity or wishful thinking even. And Mm -hmm. then I have to think about why is that? Why am I feeling that way? And most often for me, it become it comes that way because I am hinging my own self-worth off of other people's achievements, hmm. which is a pretty terrible position to be in because if you're looking outward, you're always going to not measure up and it, it, it's not a good place to be. So figuring out what emotions you really are feeling and labeling them and then figuring out why that is the case will help you really get in touch to what the real problem is and not the other person. Right. And, and then to do something about it, you know? So, so an example for me, when I felt jealousy towards you um, was when you had started your podcast and I had not. And Mm -hmm. so um, we actually found each other. You, I was an editor for Power of Moms and you'd submitted an article. I read it, I edited it and, and published it on the site and I loved it. And I saw in your bio that you were a podcaster. 
And mm-hmm. so I was like, and all, and my podcast was brewing. I hadn't started it, but I'd been thinking about it for months. And so I'm like, oh, how cool. She's a podcaster. So I clicked over and I started listening and I reached out to you and we started emailing and I loved getting to know you. But then underneath it, there was also this jealousy of she's doing what I'm dreaming of doing and why am I not doing it? And so mm-hmm. there was this kind of this self-doubt, also this jealousy towards what you were doing and what you were building and how I wanted to. And I do think that a lot of times our jealousies point us to what we want to be doing and what we Mm -hmm. wish we were doing. And so we need to use those to say, okay, then I need to start doing that thing that is making me so jealous. I need to take steps and action steps towards doing it. Yeah. And that's what you did. I mean, and because I think you did such a good job of really figuring out what the real problem was for you. And it was that you just needed to actually go for it. Um, and, you know, uh, the the vice versa story here is uh, for me, I have I felt jealous of you when you launched and, you know, I consulted you for podcasting. It was you're my first like real client. So it's not as as you didn't even need as much help as most people do, you know, so you were doing awesome on your own. But then to see you suddenly take off so well and at such a greater capacity than I had ever even hope to achieve, that's when it was hard for me because it was like the student became the master in big ways that I was like thinking about how much I lacked and how bad I was. Mm. So realizing what the real emotions were for me, which was just insecurity and helped me know that's why I was feeling that way. And so instead I could hold firm to what makes me valuable by myself and on my own. Mm. And that shifted things for me. Yes. And so the second, um, so what are you feeling and why? And then kind of what are you going to do with it? Um, So for me, mine was, I was like, okay, I need to stop just feeling jealous and I need to actually go for this. Um, What was it for you when you were feeling that? What did you do with that feeling? This relates to my second takeaway, actually, Rachel, which is to create your own story. And what you can do here is ask yourself, who do I want to be and how can I move forward in a way that will better serve me? And that might sound selfish the way the wording is, but what it really is doing is you're, you're getting back to why you really matter and, and how you want to act and how you want to move forward in your life in a way that isn't dependent on other people and their successes. Because mm. we talked about at the beginning, if you do that, you're always going to to um, have have give people the upper hand. So what I like to do is rethink about my own story. So you look at what how you're living and where you want to to be and you think about how can the struggles I'm experiencing now be a bigger part of what I become. Mm. So how would I tell the story later on? Would I be able to look back on it and say I struggled really greatly with my self-confidence. I really had a hard time measuring my own worth. But what I did is I did it anyway. And I did X, Y, Z. And the other thing I did, um, I tried to learn from you. I tried to take stock of what you were doing differently than I was and how it was working for you. And not necessarily copy you, but learn from you and shift things. Um, And, you know, finally, to create my own story, I did a lot of positive self-talk. So when I had that doubt creeping in and I saw my numbers on my podcast, I would instead say out loud to myself, you're doing a good job. 
Mm. Or I'd say, that's a great number. Or just think about what people are getting from this. I would say things differently. I would change the story in my head. And that gave me the confidence to not compare myself with anyone else um, when those moments came up. And you know, one of the things that you told me, you've taught me, and I think you said that you um, got this from Preston Pugmire, who is one of your coaches, with the numbers, looking at other people's numbers and successes. He had told you, like, think about that number of people in the room would be huge. And so even though it's maybe not as even big. Even 20 people. Yes. You know, would it, so it, big if they're all in person. Totally. So, again, this is more specifically with podcasting. But if you only if you have 20 people listening to your episode and you think only 20 people are listening, imagine if 20 people were in the room listening to you teach. That's a great number of group of people to learn from you. So just give them your best and stop focusing on the actual, like trying to have a bigger number like other people. Creating your own story can be viewed as selfish. But what I'm really trying to say is you value yourself enough that it doesn't matter how other people are viewing it or how Mm. far and wide it affects them. And I think that really ties into motherhood because so much of what we do every day will never be seen outside of our home Mm. in a great capacity. It will never be publicized. It, it probably won't be well known except within our own homes. Um, so as a mom, I think it's good here. Let's give a little example for motherhood. You've talked about how we have um, some really extreme personalities in our children. And for me, one of the things that came up, I never expected motherhood to be something that did not come naturally to me, but it didn't. Like I was a former teacher like you. I spent a lot of times with kids growing up. I came from a big family. No other thing in my life would have pointed to that I would have struggled with it as much as I did. And yet it did not come naturally to me. Mm-hmm. And instead of comparing myself, what I did is had to change the story. That it wasn't that I was a bad mom. It's that I had to work harder to become the mom I wanted to be. And I had to decide who I wanted to be as a mom. And for me, I wanted to be perseverant. And I wanted to really get to know my children individually and do things based off of them. I wanted to be well-read and well-researched. And so I did those things. And I don't think I'm a perfect mom at all, but I have come so far. Like I feel like it's been seven and a half years for me as a mom. And it's only now that I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm I'm the mom. Like I mm. see myself as the mom. And I'm grateful now for those struggles because yes. my story has changed in how I have viewed them. Mm, yes. And just for the record, the article that first got me interested in following you was about this very thing. You You talked about becoming a mother and how it wasn't natural for you and what you'd learned. And um, I had the exact same experience when I became a mother. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, wow, this this is a kindred spirit. She was even a former English teacher. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I got to follow her. So that's how we first connected. And I will link that article in the show notes if people want to read your experience as a new mom and how you've learned and grown from it. Uh, thanks. That's really sweet of you. Another thing that I thought of as you were just sharing is that I feel like a real key with not being jealous of other mothers, but of not being jealous in any area of our lives is to just sometimes just turn it all off. Like stop looking outside, stop and just just look at your own life and your own kids. 
that for me has been huge when I felt jealous of other people's kids. I will say to myself, well, would I trade my kids? Like I said earlier Mm -hmm. in the podcast, like I wouldn't, I never would. And so stop looking at outside and start looking in and looking for their strengths and their talents and their gifts and the things that you love about them and that you're grateful for. And so maybe that might mean not going on social media for a while and hearing other people's stories. Um, This could also be true for people with their marriages. If they are seeing other people's marriages on social media and thinking, wow, they have it so easy or their husband is so supportive or whatever it might be to, to just stop looking at social media or anything else for a while and focus on your own marriage and the beautiful things that are there. Yeah. And totally with that is this feeling of gratitude. Jealousy can exist where gratitude is really. Um, and so part of putting your head down and getting to work is being grateful for what you have. Hmm. Yes. I, that line you just said, jealousy can't exist with where there's gratitude. That is profound. That's so true. Well, so, I yes. should just cross-stitch that one then because I think you should. I <laughs> I, you should, or at least make, it, make a future image out of it that I can share on Instagram, which I will definitely okay. do. So <laughs> I will. Um, and then what is your third takeaway for us? My third t- takeaway is to be a cheerleader. And you can do that by asking yourself, how can I support and learn from this person? It is so easy to discount other people's successes. So if we're talking about that marriage on Instagram that you see or that mother around the block, it's easy for us to say, oh, it came so easy for her. Or, oh, they have so much money, they can have a lot of help. Or her husband works so hard or doesn't have XYZ problems. It's easy to say their success came naturally to them and to downplay the work that went into it. So what you do instead of downplaying their success is you become their cheerleader. And you really think about what work they had to do to get there and you applaud that. And you show up for them. Now, sometimes this can't happen, you know, in person, but it can for sure happen mentally you cheer them on, you congratulate them, you send them good vibes if that's all you can do. And we talked about learning from them, right? Like thinking about what they actually did to get to where they are and honoring that process is really transformative. I think something really weird happens when you cheer someone else on. You become more secure in yourself when you cheer other people on. And if you don't really care for someone or you feel jealous about them, Acting like you care for them miraculously helps you feel that feeling of caring for them. Yeah, I completely agree. And I don't, I've thought about this and I've, I've wondered, well, is it fake then? I don't think it's fake because you are living who you truly want to be. So it is, it is in you like that kind, um, gracious, non-jealous person is in you. That is part of you. It's real. And it's you choosing to put that forward and to be that person that you really want to be. I don't think that's fake. It is fake if you then turn around and badmouth that person and don't, don't live true to that. But if you're really trying to live true to that generous person, then that is real. Definitely. And I like that you talked about gossiping because we did say that off the air, how gossiping can be a way of jealousy. Um, You know, even though you might not be intending it to be the case. I have a kind of a good example here of how this can happen. Mm. Um, I've had some 
some friends post on social media about their girl trips that they've got they go on mm. and you know that was that was something that at first made me feel like I had to go back to number one like what I really was feeling was left out mm. and sad and kind of frustrated that we were still back in junior high um but what I had to really think about instead was how I could be happy for them that they found each other and that they clicked so well and you know, once I did that and just really decided how awesome is it that they found their people? Hmm. Um, it yes. changed how I viewed it. And I was excited for their trip and I could ask them about it and learn about it and not feel any sadness over it, really, hmm. because I could also see in myself that I had my own people, too. Um, so being a cheerleader really did help me create those emotions I was seeking and needing. Yeah. And it just shifts your perspective from that person is kind of an enemy to that person is an ally. Like I'm part of their success. I'm on their team. I'm rooting for them versus, you know, that it's me against them. And and going back to your overarching point of this takeaway about being a cheerleader, I feel like you are so good at this. And I have loved watching you just pour into other women, other podcasters and support them and share their work. And um, it's it's so it does make you truly love people when you pour into them and you get to know them and you get closer to them that's when you really start to love them and it reminded me of an episode that I did I think it was like episode 42 where I talked about our experience with open adoption and Mm -hmm. choosing to really lean into that relationship and to pour more love there um And I think that that's so true of if there is someone in your life that you feel jealous of, there's times when it's toxic and you need to take a step back and put some distance there. And I actually also mentioned that in that episode Mm -hmm. 42. But a lot of times just showing more love is the answer. Definitely. I I can't agree with that more. It goes back to that gratitude piece we talked about too. So that's all coming full circle, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure we could talk about this for another half hour. No doubt we could. Probably, yeah. And we have um, before, (laughs) you know, in our conversations with each other. But I think that those three takeaways are a great place for people to start if they recognize that they are feeling some jealousy in their life. So why don't you Mm -hmm. just recap the three takeaways as well as the three questions that people can ask themselves if they recognize that they're feeling jealous? Sure. The first one is to look inward. Ask yourself, what am I feeling and why? And what can I do about it? The second takeaway is to create your own story. Ask yourself, who do I want to be? How can I move forward in a way that will better serve me? And the third takeaway is to be a cheerleader. Ask yourself, how can I support and learn from this person? I love those takeaways, Monica. And most of all, I love that you really live this way. And so you practice what you preach and getting closer to you and getting to know you. I've just, I love you more and more every day. Truly. I'm so proud of everything that you're doing with your podcast and all that you've accomplished. And you continue to be a mentor to me. And I want you to tell people about all vice versa, Rachel. It's all vice versa. Okay. I just love the true like friendship that can come from being colleagues with people if you let jealousy um, 
you know, take a back seat. And I mean, colleagues, even like as mothers, like, just, yes, as friends, everything. Yes. And I feel like we have really found that and come into that place. And so I'm just so honored to have you on. And I want you to tell um, everyone about your newest, most exciting chapter of starting your coaching program. I'm happy to. That's so nice of you. Well, yeah, I'll keep this really short. What it is, it's called progress program. Everything I do Everything I am, everything I've learned is about progress over perfection. And I know so many women feel stuck and lost. And I have been there and I still go through it myself. But what this program is for is small group coaching where I teach principles that will help you further your growth. Like we do we do mindset stuff, but we do practical stuff too. Like I want to see real growth in women's lives and I want them to find themselves again. So everything is on my website at aboutprogress.com and they can just click on progress program. And the spots are so limited because I want it to be super, super small, like five to 10 women a group and no more than that. Mm -hmm. Um, because that's where the real real learning happens. I like to lurk in the wings if I can. And I want to set up a format where that's not as possible. So you actually grow. Yeah. And I just want to say that I cannot recommend Monica's work enough because I know her and I know the heart that goes into everything that she does. And so I 100% endorse this just knowing that it's going to be incredible because you're going to give it your all like you do everything in your life. And so everybody go check it out. If you struggle with perfectionism or you just want to make more progress, reach towards your goals, overcome some of these things in your life like this, like jealousy, and really just start living your own great story. Monica is your person. So go over to aboutprogress.com. Thanks so much, Rachel. I just love you. And I'm so proud of all the work you've done. If you are interested in joining Monica's coaching program, don't delay because her first coaching session starts at the end of this week. Hurry over to her website, aboutprogress.com, to find out more. And if you're hearing this episode, you know, a few weeks from now or months from now, still go over there and check it out because she'll occasionally open up the program for more applicants. I really enjoyed discussing jealousy. I have learned so much about managing my own emotions and going after my own great story this year as I've produced this podcast. And (laughs) I wanted to tell you guys about something that happened. So two weeks ago in my first birthday episode, I shared the statistic that I was getting 100,000 downloads per month on the podcast and how excited and happy and proud I was and thankful for all of your support. Lo and behold, (laughs) a few days later, I got a call from the company that does my podcast website and server and all of that. And there's been a big change in the way that podcast numbers are calculated so that they're standardized across all platforms, all different servers, which totally makes sense. And I 100% support the way that they are calculating downloads is different now and it's uniform. Different companies have made this change at different times. And my server just made the change last week. They called me in advance to tell me that my numbers were actually going to be way lower than what it had appeared for the last year. And sure enough, (laughs) I do not have 100,000 downloads per month. Uh, It looks like I have about between about 35,000 per month, which is still such a great number. And I'm so grateful. 
I just wanted to put that out there because if any other podcasters listened to that episode, they may be feeling jealous of the 100,000 downloads number that wasn't even accurate. So I just wanted to be totally honest about that. I felt stupid that I even shared the number to begin with. And then when I found out that the number was inaccurate, I'm like, oh, that's great. So let's all just keep working hard in whatever areas we work hard in and not worry so much about that superficial stuff, as Monica reminded us in this episode. And I wanted to end by giving you a little challenge that I thought might be fun. Maybe this week, every one of us should think of someone who makes us feel a little bit jealous. When we dig down deep inside, we realize that. And maybe we should send them a bright box. (laughs) Send them a bright box, just congratulating them on whatever victories they've had or telling them that you love them or you're thinking about them, you're proud of them, whatever it might be. Just send along some happy mail and be a cheerleader like Monica recommended. It makes you part of their success. It makes you the person that you want to be instead of just falling victim to these natural feelings that come. I am cheering for each of you. I would love to send each of you a bright box, but since I can't, just know that I truly appreciate all the work that you're doing for your families, all the ways that you're sharing this podcast and helping it to grow. And I hope that you have a great week with your children. Lizzie Mathis, the host of the Cool Mom Code podcast, where motherhood is your key card to the coolest spot in town. I'm excited to give you a behind the scenes, real talk combo between some of the most influential and tastemaker mamas I know. Subscribe and stay tuned for new episodes weekly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't ever miss a beat. See you there.